The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general shenanigans. Sometimes heavier on the shenanigans. Probably heavier on the shenanigans, if we're being honest. Listen, we know what we're about. We do. We are in our mid to late 30s. We have had time to discover this. (laughs) Oh, I am very firmly in the late 30s category. (laughs) I'm still literally 39 this year. Literally mid. I turned 36, but right now I am 35. So... Calling it I mid. like to tell people I'm already 39 because I like to rip the band-aid off of whatever birthday is happening starting in January. Yeah, I actually have been really resigning my fact self to the fact that I am 36. Um, yeah. Just so you know, it is March 2nd and this is our 114th podcast. A full 100 episodes past the episode with all the nudity. Mm-hmm. The one that has gotten 31 plays in the last 30 days. <laughs> You guys understand that this is an audio medium, right? There's no nudity in the actual podcast. And we are not the ones naked, even in that podcast. I mean, I could be naked right now, and you wouldn't know, because this is an audio medium. That is true. I could be taking off my shirt right now and just make a lot of noise in my chair, but keep my shirt on. Um, I do need you all to know that I am not currently wearing a bra. Also, I'm doing a lot of, like... David from Schitt's Creek with my hands right now. (laughs) We should all be doing the David all the time. And then we should have somebody following along behind us just going, Ew, David! Ew, David. Yes. She's so funny. I love her. I freaking love Schitt's Creek. I actually need to... I have... I'm like in season two of Schitt's Creek and I kind of paused it because it was like my morning, Saturday morning TV show and I've been doing things on Saturday mornings recently but I really need to get back to it. It's such a good show. I'm on season three and I got stalled while I watched the entirety of uh, the leg- the v- Voltron Legendary Defenders. <laughs> how, how did you feel about that one? I'm not done with it yet, but I'm oh. going through it so much faster than I was going through Shit's Creek. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, I grew up with Voltron from the 80s and I can't tell you how much... I want better is such a subjective term. Um, the one from the eighties was so very eighties that I tried mm-hmm. to watch it again as an adult and I couldn't get through like five minutes of it. I was like, this is just That's how I feel about She-Ra. I I was a huge She-Ra fan in the eighties. Like literally I wanted to be a princess of power. And, yeah. uh, so when the new She-Ra came out, I was like, hi, I wonder if YouTube has any old She-Ra's so I could, I watched maybe 10 minutes, yeah. maybe of one episode of it's She-Ra. I was, too it's, painful. It's so bad. I don't know why cartoons in the eighties were so, and I mean, I guess, I guess it's just the nostalgia of, you know, me and my elderly years, but, um, you know, with one foot in the grave at the age of 39. <laughs> Um, but damn, like, I have so many great memories of, like, She-Ra, He-Man, uh, mm-hmm. Voltron, Gem. Gem! Yes! Gem was so good. Yes! Um, you know, the Gummy Bears from Disney World, mm-hmm. David the Gnome. Like, all of these great, like, iconic, cut like, cartoons that I just know if I tried to watch them now, I would go, 
why did I like this as a child? Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I, totally. Ugh, it just, it saddens me because what I want to really have happen is for me to just like be able to watch these things and have the experience that I had as a child watching them as an adult. And I know that's not going to happen. So I am happy that they are redoing some of these things like the new She-Ra, like the have new Have you seen the Voltron. new She-Ra? I watched two episodes of the new Shira with my nephews and it's not that I didn't like it. It's that I was already in the middle of something else and mm. they didn't like it. So we never went back. You need to watch it full way through. It's oh, no, very I, good. I absolutely agree. But you know, like a new thing comes along that people say that about all the damn time. It's and it's so hard to like, it's true. actually do it while I'm also like reading books and recording podcasts and playing D and D and playing my video games and actually like sleeping occasionally also going to work. Like, yeah, I got to do that one, which sucks. You know, to, you know, fund these other things that I want to do with my life <laughs> until somebody pays me to sit on my ass and watch TV shows for a living. <sighs> I mean, I would happily, I would happily get paid to live my life the way it is currently, where I just consume a bunch of media and tell other people about it in free podcasts. But, um, you know, nobody's, yeah. nobody's really hiring for that, weirdly. Well, speaking of something they're not paying us for, do we want to talk about the stars? I mean, if we want to continue to not get paid for that activity, absolutely. <laughs> Well, it should come as no surprise to most of the people listening to this podcast who are, in fact, Stars fans, uh, but they are still rolling along. They are doing the thing, winning the games, going to overtime, doing all of that. They are. That did, is true. I've seen it. Did you see anything in particular that you feel like we should be talking about in the last two weeks? Well, um, I'm going to be honest, uh, because of all the aforementioned activities that I do on the daily, the only games that I've been able to watch are the ones I've been able to recap. And uh, I had to recap, oh, and then there was the one that I actually went to, which was that very heartbreaking 5-1 loss. Oh. <laughs> but I did get a bobblehead. Was it a great bobblehead? Uh, it is a fucking stellar bobblehead. First of all... Unlike the Art Ross bobblehead, which could either be Jamie Benn, John Tavares, or Sidney Crosby, um, <laughs> it actually they looks were like Jamie for Benn. All eventuality. They were definitely. I think I'm pretty sure that the name plate was the last thing added on this bad boy. Um, <laughs> so unlike those, uh, it actually looks like Jamie Benn. That's so, good. you know, already a step in the right direction, right? Mm -hmm. um, that game was absolutely a pile of bullshit, though. Um, and it's one of those things where you watch them get to the top of the zone, dump the puck again, and you're like, you've done, you've, you've done this. You know how to get a puck into a zone and get a scoring chance, right? Like, you got to... You gotta, you gotta not just dump it because yeah. you're not getting possession back. All you're doing is delaying them moving back down the other way. But that's what's going to happen eventually because that's what dumping the puck does. Like you're not, you're not good at this. So maybe stop doing this. Yeah. Um, so seeing that regression was very frustrating. Um, watching people shit on our goalies for letting in five goals when the team was playing like hot garbage in front of them also a little frustrating. Um, I will say, though, that there was a... That was a Blues game, wasn't it? 
I don't remember at this point. Um, I mean, I, I, my confession is worse than your confession. You have seen three games in the last two weeks. I've seen zero, zero games in the last two weeks. I, I think I maybe caught, like, the last game. period of one game. But when they're playing on the East Coast a lot, like, I see nothing. So, it was, it was indeed a St. Louis game. The woman sitting next to us was not a Stars fan. She was 100% a St. Louis fan. She was there in her jersey and everything. And so, she was one of the first 10,000 that got the, a bobblehead, and she gave hers to me because she didn't want it. Nice. I know. She could have sold that shit on eBay for, like, $90. But, no, she just handed it over, and I was like, mine. I've already given it away. Do not... Right into us asking for it. It. I only have one. It's just one. Sorry, guys. Didn't mean to get your hopes up. I. I don't really feel like I got anybody's hopes up <laughs> in the five seconds it took me to tell everyone that I didn't have it anymore. Um, but it was given to um, my sister wife. Um, when <laughs> one day we married Jamie Ben, except not really, obviously, just in her minds. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she has it now. Well, I... Well, she will as soon as I'm in. <laughs> the hardest chore going to the, the post office. Hardest. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I still have your cards. <laughs> no, don't worry. I uh, just... I was cleaning because I like to organize when I have time. And I found souvenir magnets that I had meant to send my dad. Uh, not just from my visit to Cambodia, which, if you remember, was... December of 2018. Uh-huh. Uh, but from Sweden, which was wow. in 2017. So you will never get any shit from me for how long it takes you to go to the post office. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I did, however, want to actually get into one of the very few stars related <laughs> reader questions we got. I guess, like, actual hockey questions. I mean, question. some of the actual other ones are questions. stars related. They're definitely stars based, but this is a hockey question. Hockey okay. question. A hockey question. Let's, let's hear it. Driving Girl asks, when looking at the stats, does it seem like the stars have tipped the scales at all from being lucky to actually being good? L O fucking L no. Well, well. No, there's no way, Carolyn. I'm sorry. I've watched this team play. Okay. Well, so I was actually going to ask you if your experience over the last month really matches up with this. Because what I am seeing, so I pulled stats from naturalstattrick.com, my current favorite place just to get like super easy tables. Um, And I pulled from December 10th, which is we know when bonus took over, through the end of January, so basically through the All-Star break. And it is what you would expect, like what we have been bitching about. So I sorted by points, total points, and Dallas was actually 15th. So through that period, Dallas was actually mid-table in points um, and had a 47% Corsi 4. Not great. At This is 5 and 5, score adjusted, venue adjusted, blah, blah, blah. That's what we love. Um, and an under sub 50, uh, XG percentage and XG is what's called expected goals. And it takes other thing variables into account, most notably shot location. Um, so obviously closer shots are more dangerous and XG takes that into account. So losing possession on both the quality and quantity 
metrics from December 10th through the end of January. However, I pulled from February 1st, so basically again, post All-Star break, which we have talked about them finding their groove post All-Star break, to now, through yesterday, XG percent 52 if you round up, 51.7. That's good. That's a big change. And Do you know how many shots on goal they had in the game they won against Carolina when they were using their two AHL backup goalies? I don't want to know. They had 16, Carolyn. Through three periods, they had 16 shots on goal. Do you know how many Carolina had in that same time period? I don't, I don't want to know. I don't really care if you want to know or not. It was 41. I think, I think that's a very strange situation though, because we know, like, okay, talking about e-bugs, right? Like, it is absolutely standard practice that the minute an e-bug comes in, like, the team playing in front of that e-bug locks shit down. Like, they yeah. see no shots. And and, 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 I, and I understand that. But, like, these AHL dudes were, then were very much almost at the same level as an e-bug. Right, that's what I'm saying. And Dallas only got 16 shots. Right, no. And, and also, they scored three early and then didn't score again. So, I mean, like, it's also score effects. Like, right. It's absolutely Carolina was down 3-0. And I, and I get all that, but they're still routinely outshot. Not quite to that outrageous effect. Right. And, but they're still routinely outshot and right. possessed. And I but don't I, see how, I don't see how these numbers are actually, like, I think, I think what you're, you're, I think you're experiencing a little bit of recency bias because it's so much easier to think, look at a certain game than it is to look at things on aggregate. And that is the nice thing about stats is it does give you a little bit of a zoomy out picture because if you, if I've got right here, the actual total number of courses, five and five, again, score and venue adjusted. So it does take score effects into account. That is important for this particular measure is Total number of shots against and total number of, and by shots, I mean Corsi shots, is basically 630 versus 642. So yes, they are losing the possession battle if you talk about it, even in an adjusted format, but it's not that bad. And then if you talk about it when encountering the actual quality portion of things, the actual like, are we getting more dangerous shots? Yes, they are winning that battle. Again, I don't, I, I don't see how that's possible. Like I, I've looked at the shot maps for the last couple of games that I've had to recap. Well, and and to be fair, everybody does XG a little bit different, right? Like so, Micah doesn't call his straight up XG. He has his whole threat measures, and he everybody kind of weights their own locations differently. So. On Micah's weights for right in front of the net, it might be a different weight than the natural stat trick weight. Across I mean, the I'm way. just looking at the actual map. Yeah. And that's the thing, though, is even if you have a massive... What do you mean weighted? Like, it's just a map of where the shot happened. Right, 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 right. So, but it's red, right? It's red versus blue? So the No, 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 no. I'm, lit I'm, not telling the I'm not talking about the heat map. Oh. I'm talking about I'm actually looking at the map of where these shots are happening. Yeah. But, but when you're talking about that, when you're talking about translating that, where the locations of those shots are into an XG measure, each one of those shots gets a different weighting 
depending on who is doing the regression. Okay, well, and I understand all that. Okay. You and I were talking about two different things before, and Mm -hmm. you were explaining that the thing that I was talking about is if I was talking about the thing that you were talking about. So Yes, that is exactly what I was doing. So I understand what you're saying about your thing. Now you understand what I'm saying about my thing. Mm -hmm. My point is that I don't see how what you're telling me is accurate based on what I've looked at uh, and I'm doing really big hand gestures right now mm-hmm. on the shot maps that I've been looking at and like just watching the games. Well, again, I'm saying it's only 52%. It's not like they're 60. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're mm-hmm. wildly better than everybody else in February. The other thing, and this is related to what I was talking about, is Natural Stat Trek says they are 52 if I went on, for instance, evolvinghockey.com, it may not say 52, it may say 49. Then that's because the shots that you're looking at may have an 80 weighting, this is a literally made up number, but may be weighted 80 for the natural stat trick XG, but might be weighted 60 for the evolving hockey XG. Does that make sense? Every formula is a little bit different. I mean, it does make sense, but as somebody who doesn't look at these numbers as much as you do, it fills me with, like, an unreasonable amount of anger that people can't agree on how to weight things. So that, like, if you're coming in from the outside and you're trying to understand, like, advanced stats about hockey, like, it Mm -hmm. actually, like, mind-bogglingly makes me so angry that people are coming up with different numbers when they're talking about the same thing. Well, so... Like, I, I... there's no need to explain it further. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying that that's how I emotionally am reacting to this information totally. you're giving me. Totally. And I'm not, I, I, and I'm going to explain it, but not for you, but because right. no, this no, is no, a podcast. No. <laughs> I, I get that we're not just having a conversation here. So feel free to explain it for the general public because I'm sure there are people out there who are just as angry as I am hearing this information. No one is ever as angry as you are, Marin. I mean, that's true. I did swallow all of the world's anger as an infant, and that's why I have it. So, um, Okay, so how best to put this. So each one of these XG measures is actually not measuring the same thing is probably the best way to say it. So each one of these models has a whole bunch of fucking inputs, right? Like we've got where the shot was taken from. Some measures, some XGs include things like type of shot. Some include score effects. Some don't include score effects. Like all of these models have a billion different kinds of measures and not only just inputs that are different, but also different literal mathematic methodologies that can be used to determine the probability of that shot becoming a goal. And that's why it's actually so, that's why I'm so careful about when I talk about these things to try and reference exactly where it comes from. Because if you're doing an analysis and you're not making your own model, which I don't make my own models, right? You want to make sure that you're using the same numbers from the same person. So that way every single team that is being measured has the same inputs and the same model. Um, So you don't want to mix your naturalstattrick.com XGs with your evolvinghockey.com XGs. Well, seeing as I can, I have just now gotten to a place where I feel like I can reliably understand what's going on on Micah's graphs. I really hesitate to, like, 
go outside of those. Micah and I are good friends now in the in the graphic sense. And frankly, like Micah is my absolute first go to whenever I look at anything. But he doesn't so much unless you're looking at his actual like threat maps, which has the ones that have like the plus one plus mm-hmm. whatever. Those are an XG model, a a kind of XG model, right? His, his mm-hmm. idea is the same. Um. But everything else is really just like a this is what happened kind of model. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so you're doing pretty, you're doing fine, right? Like you, the only time you actually need to consider, you know, using that threat versus threat is when you're talking like you don't want to use threat versus natural stat trick XG in the same analysis. That said, fun fact being on here, just looking at this, do you want to want to guess what the Detroit Red Wings is? xg was for the month of february uh i mean real talk i don't even know what a a normal number for xg is or how you measure those so no i don't really want to so the last time i looked at standard devs which was years ago it didn't change much year to year to be honest obviously it centers around 50 right because you can only you know 50 percent um The standard deviation usually for XG is 2.5. So, like, if you're within 2.5 in an XG measure, you're pretty normal. Or it was at least a couple years ago. Two is usually pretty normal. So, like, literally even Dallas Stars at 51.7 is fairly average. Even though it's technically 11th in the league at the time. Right? So, that's still very, very average. I will tell you for a fact... The Red Wings are outside of average. <laughs> I imagine they are. So if it centers around centers around 50 and like an average bad is about 48. Are they at like 40? 39.5. Oh, that's so sad. I mean, it makes sense. They are on. They are already eliminated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have that Red Wings coworker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he told me that he's recently been reading books about the Russian Five just so he can remember what feeling good about hockey felt like. <laughs> I told him about uh, the Red Army documentary, and he put it on, on his list. And he was like, "I don't know." If it's sad at all, I don't know if I can handle it right now. And I was like, I don't remember it being sad, except that, like, all good things come to an end and they eventually retired and went back to Russia. But, like, I don't know. I don't know what you want out of this, but, like, I thought it was good. You should watch it. I mean. (laughs) Oh, poor guy. I feel really bad for him right now. He's, it's pretty miserable. And it's so cute because he, like, he will sometimes try to watch the Stars games just to, like, feel better about hockey because he knows then he can talk to me about it. Um, But so often he is able to watch the ones that I can't watch and I'm able to watch the ones that he can't watch. So we don't end up talking about much except, like, you know, I don't know, Stars (laughs) being dumb sometimes. Well, speaking of the Stars being dumb sometimes, (laughs) there is a new... Controversy? I don't know. There's a new rivalry in the Dallas Stars universe, and it happens to be uh, the team versus their fans. I hate them. 
Did you see this whole thing? I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. I just looked at this and got angry. (laughs) So the other night, and I, God, I have the worst fucking memory in the entire world right now. The other night, uh, Stars went to a shootout, right? And like, he put in Sagan and Radulov, and I don't even remember who, in the shootout. And they lost. Radulov, not great at the shootout for all that he is actually good at shooting. Yeah. Historically very bad at the shootout. And Hintz and Garyanov, who've been on fire recently, Garyanov is the current leading scorer on the team, did not get put into the shootout. And when asked about it later by the beat reporters, he, bonus, says, well, I just wanted to rely on our vets. And the entire Stars fan base, at least the Twitter Stars fan base, basically had a pitchforks to dawn kind of moment, just being like, what the fuck? Well, okay. This so, kid like, is scoring, you know? No matter what, no matter what the underlying metrics of this fucking team are, with, like, with a few more games under his belt, the, the legacy of the bonus era will always be that he refused to play the top scoring players on this fucking team more than 10 minutes a night. Yeah. Like, I I just, I hate him. I hate him for that reason alone. Well, so to cap it off, I think it was last night or yes, this morning, the article on stars.nhl.com is what it takes to be a head coach and like the decisions they make. And it was basically like an I'm a head coach, I know best article pointed at people who were criticizing his decision to not put Garyanov in the shootout. And to that, all I have to say is fuck right off. I will not have your fucking propaganda. I will not buy into this just because you say I should. Do I think I could do better? No, honestly, I don't. I don't know what goes into being a head coach. But I do know enough to look at several head coaches and tell you which one is more effective. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I can I can look at Rick Bonus and tell you that what he is doing is not actually good for the team. If you had to be an expert at every job before you were required to have a job, you before you were required to have an opinion on that job, you couldn't hire people. <laughs> Right. Like, for jobs. <laughs> right. Like, I... Uh, Look, people are absolutely allowed to have an opinion on a job they can't otherwise do. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when there's plenty of evidence in the world and to be like, this is what is good and this is what is not good. You know, like, this isn't a yeah. vacuum. Like, there, it. it's not like these opinions come out of nowhere. Anyway, it yep. was kind of hilarious. Sean Shapiro wrote an entire article about um, how Garyanov is one of 73 players to have scored 20 goals this season and is ranked last in ice time of all of those players. Well, frankly, Sean, I'd be a little embarrassed that I had to write that. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it's his fault. So the other thing that is happening in the world right now is more of like a not hockey thing, but is probably going to impact hockey certainly has impacted my professional life. It's getting close to impacting mine. Is, uh, 
the latest and greatest viral outbreak. So we all remember the NHL and mumps, the mumpening. We sure do. The great mumpening of whatever year that was. So I, I titled this uh, The Corona Effect. I saw that and I appreciate it. <laughs> so I want to kick this one off with a question, reader question. Uh, Andrew Too Cool for Cali LA asks, should hockey teams allow fans to attend games while we are trying to prevent the spread of COVID-19? Is that, it's an interesting question, though it's an interesting framework of that question. Um, I mean, because what are their alternatives? Like, banning? To televise the games with no crowds. Televising the games with no crowds. Would they then make them free for people to watch uh, in, our, in their service area? That's because... a good question. Yeah. So I will say a bit of an addendum information that I knew going into this, but I was holding back before I wanted you to answer it first, is they have already started doing this in Switzerland. Uh, they're doing it for soccer somewhere, right? Uh, Italy. Italy is already doing it for soccer because Italy's had a big coronavirus outbreak already. Um, and But hockey, Switzerland, which is right next to Italy, um, has already banned crowds. For now. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, at this point in time, I don't really know that it's advanced enough in the United States to be like, absolutely not. Like we will, we will only be playing in empty arenas. Um, but I also don't know what the threshold for like too much, is. you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know because I remember them. I mean, I know somebody who spent an entire month in a medically induced coma for either the swine flu or the avian flu. Do not remember which one it was. Um, and I remember all the talk about that, but they never canceled anything during that outbreak. But I also know that this one is supposed to be worse. Yeah, I think this one's I think this one is spreading faster and has a higher mortality rate. Um, I mean, but also still, it doesn't act like it is bad but it, it doesn't really have as high a mortality rate as people because two percent is not really that high a mortality rate no but it's spreading so fast so it's two percent yes. of the people that it's spreading to which is quickly going up sure 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 um and i mean like i i'm also talking as somebody who has a father that has four of the worst indicators of mortality so <laughs> my dad is 70 uh, number one, he has diabetes. Number two, he has pulmonary problems. Number three, and he has a compromised heart. So that is four. Yeah. So yeah, if he ever gets if he ever gets coronavirus, he's like, uh, it's, he's already dead. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, should hockey teams allow fans to attend games while we're trying to prevent spread? I don't know the answer to that honestly, because like it's a rather it's a very big move to take when there haven't been any confirmed cases in some of these areas. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. but I mean, there uh, are there, cases in LA, San Francisco, there are teams there. I, I said some of these areas. I didn't say, I know, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying there are plenty, if there are cases there. And I mean, like yeah. we know, especially from the mumps episode, uh -huh. hockey players are gross as fuck. 
Uh-huh. Like, I could almost see it going from a fan to a hockey player easier than anything else. Wait, how? There's really tall glass that separates them. Yeah, but, like, even just, like, meet and greets or whatever, a fan coughs over the railing of the that tunnel that you can go through. Um, I don't think that's quite as likely. I think they're more likely to spread it around themselves. Because, I mean, it's not like they come in, they well, I mean, live at the arena. It would, um, it would be... Or, like, a fucking kid could give it to them, just like picking other kids up at school, right? Like, and then it would absolutely Right, no, and that's, that's how the month spread was. Yeah. yeah. So, um... But then they could I spread mean, it to fans. Because they do give hugs and all of that. Again, I don't think that's quite as likely as... I mean, like... I, I, the point of the coronavirus is like spreading it amongst the. I, I don't think that. I don't think the thing we're worried about is the cross contamination between fans and players. No, I I'm not it's saying players that. Players amongst themselves and fans amongst themselves. So like, um, but I, I think there is a there is a large enough chance that if one team has coronavirus, it wipes out the whole NHL for like what three weeks? You know, like. Yeah. And I don't sure. mean in a no, death way. I do mean in a they're all sick sure. way. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I've never seen it happen in my entire lifetime. I don't know what this would look like. It is a little weird to think about, though. Yeah, it right? is. And like everybody I know is like stocking up on stuff. Not like like doomsday prepper, or not even like going to the store before a blizzard prep, but just like want to make sure I have enough soap. Want to make sure I have. Hand, you know, hand sanitizer. I want to make sure I have like shelf stable milk. You know, like what is shelf stable milk? Like oat milk, actually, is you don't need to think, refrigerate it. Really? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing dairy about it. Well, there's nothing dairy about almond milk, but you still refrigerate it. Not all of them. Some of them don't have the preserve or have don't need the to be refrigerated. Huh. It's right next to the oat milk in my uh, baking aisle. <laughs> I'm really weirded out by this. <laughs> Here's the thing that's weirding me out the most, though, is that anything labeled milk would be warm. <laughs> Precisely! <laughs> this is what I'm saying! Right? You're right! When you're right, you're right! I know when I'm right! <laughs> Girl, did you know that they sell phone soap, UV smartphone sanitizer, and universal chargers on this here Amazon.com? How much is it going for? That's the real question. A hundred and twenty dollars. So you can buy yourself a hundred and twenty dollar phone soap, smartphone, sanitizer, and universal charger. And let me tell you what this thing looks like. It looks like a tanning bed for your phone. (laughs) I've honestly, in my life, never seen anything like this. God. Well, let's move on to something else that is just as wacky. Yes, please. Twinkle, twinkle, little stars. How I wonder what you... Charts. So, today we have two choices for our horoscopes. I have Elite Daily or WeeklyHoroscope.com. Um, 
What was it? I'm sorry. Elite Daily or what was the other one? Weeklyhoroscope.com. Okay. I know that this is a very important question, but I need you to know that Amazon seems to be full of, of all of their hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah. And there are fools on this website that are selling hand sanitizer for $199. No. No. Yes. I mean, I know they are, but, like, also no one's going to buy that. And I think no, actually no Amazon gonna... is, like, starting to shut those stores down. Good. Because that's fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. Uh, I think that we should go with whatever the second one you said was. Weeklyhoroscope.com. So it's Daniel, yes. quote unquote, Wheeland, Dowds, weeklyhoroscope.com. And I'm glad you picked this one because um, I just scrolled down to the copyright information. This website has been going since 1996. Wow. <laughs> Do you know how old I was in 1996? I was a freshman in high school. I was 15. No, I, was, I wasn't a freshman in high school. I was in, I was in, uh, seventh You grade. were not a freshman in high school Sorry, at all. Sorry, I, I was thinking that the year 2000 was when I graduated, but it wasn't. It was two years earlier. I was about to say, because I graduated in 99, and there, you were not that, you were not that close. Nope. All right, who are we doing our horoscopes for today? Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to pick people. Yep, that's your job. Let my job see. is to find a website. Your job literally is literally my only job. <laughs> um, let's do Dennis Guriana. Hey, good choice. When's his birthday? His birthday, if you must know, I'm saying this slowly because I'm typing, is June 7th. So he is a Gemini. He never looks what I think he's going to look like. But he always looks like a... Oh my god! Marin! There is a weekly song for each horoscope! Oh, sweet. Baby J, what is his weekly song? I don't know this song. Hang on. It is The Kinks, Ape Man. Uh, The chorus is, I'm an ape man, I'm an ape man, I'm an ape man, I'm a King Kong man, I'm an ape, ape man, I'm an ape man. Um... In man's evolution, he has created the cities and the motor traffic rumble, but give me half a chance and I'll be taking my clothes, taking off my clothes and living in the jungle. What are you watching? This is Ape Man. Oh my god. This is wild. Although, I gotta tell you, if you look at Dennis Gariana, this is absolutely the song that comes to mind. Okay, so... I've never heard of this song, but it's absolutely the song I think of when I look at Dennis Karyanov now. <laughs> Weekly horoscope for Gemini. I just want you to know that there is a typo already in this horoscope, and I'm very excited about it. We, we I already good. love these so much better than any other one we've done. The weekly horoscope for Gemini has an energy that is all about maintaining a cool, calm, and collected composure this week. He uses ellipses instead of periods, just so you know. Oh, it's about it being able to rise above if slash when someone is acting jerky or making quote unquote snippy comments. The, within the capital H, key is to see the thing from a teamwork perspective, ellipses. This is when being a good listener can really serve you well, ellipses. It may be best to keep your deepest thoughts and feelings to yourself right now. Full period. 
Wow. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it fits. I am, yep, it actually fits very well. <laughs> Shit, okay, well, next we're doing Rupe Hints. Let's find out what all the kids think. Uh, what is his birthday? He's a Scorpio. His November 17th. Great. Okay, so, oh, man, it's the same song. It's just his song of the week. Boo. Oh, that's boring. Boo, David. Boo, David. His name's Daniel. I'm disappointed in you now. Ew, Daniel. Um, weekly. Ew, Daniel. <laughs> weekly horoscope for Scorpio is actually, quote unquote, all about you this week and making sure you take the high road in all that you do or say. Ellipses. It's when you need to be self-reliant and focus on your own needs and tasks that need to be completed. Ellipses. This is when others may try to flatter you in order to earn your favor. Just saying. Take the compliments cautiously. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. Yep. All right. So the last one then will be Miro Heiskanen. He is a cancer. He is a cancer. The weekly horoscope for cancer has a very social kind of vibe to it this week. The kind where you can relax and enjoy the company of others. This is terrific energy in terms of love and romance. However, with Mercury still in retrograde, this is not the time to make lifelong commitments. This is more a time to enjoy the time spent with others. This is more the time to enjoy the time spent with others. That is some awful, awful. Anyway, that Sorry. is, just so you know, there is also a Daily Tao. Oh. Mm-hmm. What's the Daily Tao? The Tao is the wonder of all things. I think it's actually pronounced Tao. I don't know. Uh, it, it depends. Okay. Is the wonder of all things, the treasure of the kind person, the protection of the unkind person. Admirable words can win the public's respect. Admirable actions can improve people. Those who are unkind, how can they be abandoned? Question mark. Therefore, when crowning the emperor and installing the three ministers, although there is the offering of jade before four horses, none of it can compare to being seated in this Tao. Why did the ancients value this Tao so much? Is it not said that those who seek will find and those with guilt will not be faulted? Therefore, it is the greatest value in the world. Wow. And so ends our reading. So saith the shepherd. So saith. The flock. You gotta finish it. I, we have never done that. I have never done that call and response in my entire life. Well, it's from, uh, shit. Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. I didn't finish that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's the one I think was just too tense for me. Or I, no, one of- was the- it was too much of everything, to be okay. quite honest. <laughs> it's fine. Speaking of too much of everything, want to talk about happy things? Yes, I do. Do you want to start? I do. Okay, good. <laughs> so, last night, I went to see the musical Come From Away. And I don't know if any of you guys watched Sports Night as religiously as I did when it was on air in the 90s. 
Um, but there's this episode where Dana had been making fun of musicals and people who go to musicals and people who see musicals, but she really wanted to take her niece out to something nice. And so she decided to take her to the Lion King and Isaac gave her his tickets because she waited to the last minute and there were no tickets available. And she came back and she was just speaking in these rapturous terms about musicals and how it had changed her life. And it's not that I've never seen a musical before, because I literally have season tickets to musicals. But that moment is the way that I feel about Come From Away. It was magical. Yay. It was so, so mind-bogglingly good. I loved it. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was so, so good. Um, if you don't know the story about it, um, I mean, you people in Canada probably do, because it involves your country quite a bit um but they're uh, on 9-11 like 38 planes that had been trying to enter u.s airspace were diverted to um this tiny town in newfoundland called gander and it's because they had an airport where they had um like back before planes could make transatlantic flights that was a a refueling stop for Mm -hmm. them and um, then they didn't need it anymore, but the airport was still there in this tiny town. And so they diverted 38 planes there. So they like, like in that area that all these passengers were, there were 9,000 people living in this area normally. And then 7,000 passengers def- descend on them. And um, it's just the, this, the, a story about like all of these Canadians and Newfoundlanders who like welcomed these people into their homes and offered them showers and gave them clothes and cooked like massive meals for them and all this stuff. And then the people that were there that were like, you know, and how they reacted to it and how their lives were changed. And it was just so good. I can't even like them. The friend that I went with at the end of it, we just kind of sat there staring at each other. Like, what did we just witness? (sighs) Yeah. Yay. It was, it was so good. If any of you guys have not seen it, please take the opportunity as soon as you can. It was so, it was amazing. Yay. I'm glad. I'm really glad. Yeah. My happy thinking is not nearly so life changing, Um, but it's still nice. Um, So you guys probably saw on my Twitter, uh, I have been playing around with Overwatch League stats and it just feels good to do some of that again because I really have gotten out of it from a hockey perspective as far as like actually manipulating the data and in large part it's because it's gotten harder to do that Um, a lot of public sites have shut down like Corsica is no longer available to download stuff from it's kind of difficult to download stuff from naturalstattrick.com so there is a point now where it's kind of like you have to build your own scraper and have your own database if you want to do hockey stats and I just don't have the fucking time or will to do that anymore. But, um, the cool thing about overwatch is the guy who is their stats producer, the guy who actually, you know, makes all the graph, not makes the graphics, but like provides all the stats for the graphics that go up during a broadcast. He has started putting out, um, a downloadable Excel file of everything and you can just download it and use it and do whatever you want with it, which is very cool. And, that is cool. Uh, so I really appreciate that. And it's just been really fun about to do that. And uh, yeah. So, you know, getting back into a little bit of a hobby and trying to make pretty things with data. And that's my happy thing. I am happy that you are having fun doing that. 
Because I gotta tell you, I don't understand those graphs and I don't look at them. You don't need to. I mean, first and foremost, they're useless if you don't actually care about the Overwatch League. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which, unfortunately for you, is where I am as a person. Right. And that's fine. You know, the fact that I do care about it is very nerdy. So, we're good. We're good. <laughs> it's just a different flavor of nerd. It's a very different flavor of nerd. It's, it's not for everybody. No. I mean... Do not get me wrong. I do watch people play games on the internet. I just have never felt the need to get... I've even watched people do fast runs of things. Like, I've watched somebody do a fast run for, like, an hour of my life. Uh, Watch somebody do a fast run of Mass Effect, which is a game that I generally love. And I'm like, why am I watching this? I don't know. Whatever. How are these people, like, morphing through walls? Doesn't matter. Let's watch it. So anyway, like... This is something I've done with my life. I just have never felt the need to get into watching competitive people play things. Yeah. I still haven't actually played Overwatch, and I want to at some point. So if anybody wants to play an Overwatch thing with me, let me know. Well, do you want to do some reader questions? I mean, I guess. I mean, it's about that time. At some point during this podcast, probably when you were explaining stats, I started looking at Nintendo Switches on eBay. <laughs> I also want you one know, so I can play Animal Crossing. These people, like, you should go on a, on um, Best Buy right now because the just the handheld ones are um, on sale. Nice. Anyway, uh, do you want me to read first or second? Or read first. Okay, Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen. Uh, asks, number one, do you think the Red King, Red Kings? The Red Kings is what I just said. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Red Wings will end the season with fewer wins than the Pride? I don't know. How many wins do the Pride currently have? Conveniently, I linked it. How many games do the Red Wing, the sorry, do the Pride play? Uh, Wait, where did you link this? I don't remember how many total they end up playing. Because it's changed quite a bit, actually. But if we talk, mm-hmm. talk about games played plus playoffs, probably around 30. Maybe less. Maybe then 28. Then... Where are the... Where are the Red Wings right now? Hang on, I'm getting there. I will tell so, you they, the, so the Boston Pride have currently played 24 games. And they have 23 wins. Yes, I am seeing that. And the, the Red, Red Wings, Wings have 15 wins. And 67 and games. their goal differential is now negative 120. So they have, uh, what's that, 15 games left. They're eight behind the Pride. I don't think there's any way that they beat the Pride. I don't think they could. I don't think they are either. They would have to go on a run. I, I've I literally don't think they can. No, I mean, they could. if Especially if the Pride only have, like, four games left. You know what I mean? But, but that puts them 12 ahead. Yeah, assuming they win them all. They would literally have to win every single one, and we both know that's not happening. No, I, they, I, think, I think the Pride will have more wins this season than the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> they have 35 <laughs> points! Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. This is sad. It's, I mean, when they've set their mind to something, you know? I mean, they are very single-minded. Yep. God. 
Ooh, the Connecticut whale. Two wins. They're having a rough year. Yeah. That is one way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, let me read Jen's second question, which is, Isabel, cup predictions. The pride. The pride. Obviously. It's the pride. It's the pride. Do, does any, okay, let me read the rest of their seasons. The pride have played 24 games and won 23. Minnesota has played 24 games and won 17. Met, the Metropolitan team. I don't know. Is Riveters. that New York? Yeah, that's the Riveters. The Riveters. They're the Metropolitan Riveters now? Yes. God, that's awful. Uh, they have won. They have played 24 games and won 10. Buffalo has played 24 games and won 8. <laughs> the Connecticut Whale has won. Played 22, 21, ah, 24 games and won 2. I think we all see where this is going. Friends. <laughs> so, yes. Obviously, it's, I could have answered that question. It's a fucking pride. Number three. Do you see anything that indicates the move to everyone has an A has had any real effect on the stars? No. <laughs> no. Also, it's not everyone. Any... It's literally four people. That's still less than the than the Oilers had that one time. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Doesn't make it right, but it does make it slightly better. True. I mean, as long as you can say that you're doing better than the oil. <laughs> Possibly the only team that actually did okay at the trade deadline, unfortunately. Uh, I actually agree with the stars. I think we did okay in the idea that we stood past. Yeah, I was literally just about to say that. Like, I I agreed with that one. I was not about getting Joe Thornton, other than the fact that I actually like Joe Thornton as a person. And, you know, he seems cool, but, like, I didn't want it. Um, anyway. No, no. Steve asks, Does Jamie Ben need to go visit Rachel and Monica of Friends? For instructions of why it is the right thing to do. So I had to go Google um, a video to what was going on in this scene because Steve provided like a GIF, I think. Mm -hmm. And I don't watch Friends and had never watched Friends and had no idea what was going on. And I still don't feel like I have a firm grasp on exactly what she's talking about, but I know the basics. <laughs> and my thing now is that there's no way that his current girlfriend would stay with him if he was not <laughs> at this time. Yeah, Katie is way too cool to be with a dude who doesn't go down. <laughs> Katie in general is way too good for him. Way too good for him. Way too good for him. And there's no way that she's staying with somebody who does not reciprocate. There's no way. No way. Whatsoever. Nope. Mm-mm. That's a classic scene, though. It's a good one, if you haven't seen that episode. I've not seen any episode. Oh. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, like, so, I, th- I feel like I've said this before, but when I was in fourth grade my mother took away our tv privileges at weeknights and i didn't get them back until i went to college so this was back before you could just stream an episode of something over the summertime true so i mean and now and the problem is that now if i try to go back it's a way too fucking dated and i can't Mm -hmm. and i've like never been somebody who finds most comedies funny and i don't say that because i'm like too cool for comedy. Too cool for comedy. Um, because I, 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 
consume a lot of trash media, you know? Mm. I just, like, it, I just have a, a different sense of humor, and, like, I don't find that stuff funny, so I don't enjoy watching it. Um, I mean, I do, I do think, I do watch, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, and The Good Place and all of those. I mean, um, comedy's so, gotten better, too. I think com- that's the that's other a, thing. Yeah. And that's the other thing, is that comedy has gotten better. Like, if we're talking about, like, we were talking about 80s cartoons earlier, mm-hmm. right? Like, these 90s comedies, a lot of the jokes don't hold up. No. Or, like, they're obvious jokes, right? Like, that's yes. the other thing, is it's not necessarily that the joke is, like, mean or racist or anything like that. It's just, like, it's it's not unique in any way. Right. Right. And I think that's the fun thing about today's comedy, is it's always trying to surprise you. And that's, I think, a little bit why it's got more emotional heart to it, too, is that they they have to build up these characters as somebody you are rooting for that you love before they can make that joke. Yes, precisely. Uh, Why don't you ask the next question? It is my turn. It is your turn. Andrew, too cool for Kelly, LA, asks, if the Dallas Stars were grouped, Paris, Trios, etc., up to host radio shows, what would the top three group- groups be, and what would their show be about? Oh, gosh. I mean, Dennis, Rupe, and uh, Miro are definitely going to host a show about underdogs. Musical and people, underdogs, maybe? Musical underdogs. People who are not appreciated for their brilliance. It's going to be about a media... Like, um, across media genres, right? They're going to bring in, um, movies and musicals and TV shows and all, like, any, any, any kind of, they're going to explore a different storyline every week and talk to you about why this person was left in a corner until the very last moment and then saved the day. I love it. That sounds awesome. Their first movie is going to be Rudy. That's good. That one's a good one. And they're going to contrast it to Samwise Gamgee and The Lord of the Rings. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you. Um, and obviously their own uh, troubles. Clearly. Clearly. They're, <laughs> they're speaking from a place of experience. They're speaking from a place of experience. Uh, gosh. I'm trying to think about who else would host a podcast. Maybe I've... Ben. Girls I have eaten out. <laughs> Special guest every week. Special guest every week. Talks about techniques and whether or not she liked it. <laughs> Can you imagine Jamie actually, like, saying those words out loud? Never <laughs> in my entire fucking life. Could you imagine if it was an actual TV show and not just a podcast? Oh, my God. Could you imagine him sitting on camera where his mom and everyone could see him? No. No, talking I mean, about yes. whether or not no I, he, oh my god he would die he would die he would cry yes there would be tears <laughs> there would be actual tears happening. oh my god it's so funny though. oh jesus uh, I, I almost want to make this happen somehow but I know I can't you can't uh, he would, it so would never happen it never would. It's we're never just gonna, would. We're going to keep that in our thought as a happy, happy place. It is absolutely a happy place. All right. Uh, the best shanty in all the land asks, 
any thoughts or comments about this? And then she helpfully provides the video to GQ.com in which Tyler Sagan talks about getting his nipples tattooed. Oh, shit, I forgot to watch that. Ugh, let me watch it real quick. Okay, I haven't seen it either. His first tattoo was illegal. I see that. My video is not playing, but I'm reading the transcript. Just in case I forget my last name. My god, of course he got a fucking armpit tattoo just to get... Oh my god, when he has kids, he will do his back. Hang on, I'm still getting there. Why is he hacking out his nipples? What a weirdo. We bullied him into doing his nipples. Weirdos. Alright. Bless. I think that sums up my thoughts as well. Bless. <laughs> I mean, so my thoughts and comments are that I find it hilarious that he doesn't even know where all of his tattoos are at this point. Like, he couldn't find his coat of arms. He does it. He knows it's on one of the angels, but he couldn't tell you what angel it's on. I'm like, this is literally attached on your skin. I think it's, I just think it's funny he doesn't know where this thing is. I um, like that he's like, when I have kids, and I'm like, oh, oh my God. I don't want to even think about Tyler Sagan having kids. That's where I'm at. Like, I can't. I cannot think about Tyler Sagan having children. I don't know. I mean, not that I, I don't think you could have them. I'm just saying, like, I personally, I'm like, I'm not mentally prepared for Tyler Sagan, dad. Oh, well. <laughs> He's definitely older than a lot of other people with kids. I know. I just kind of assumed that at this point, since he's a 26-year-old hockey player, he was never uh, going to no, get married. No, no, no. He's 28. I, I couldn't remember if it was 26 or 28 anymore, but, like, yeah, He's almost 30, and he doesn't have kids, which is bizarre for a hockey player. So I just assume. Well, I mean, I don't even know that he's had, like, a steady lady friend since coming to Dallas. He had one, like, when he very first moved here, but I I, I don't think he's had a public girlfriend. on Instagram. No, I don't think he's had a, I don't think he's had, like, a public relationship. No, he was dating, like, some former Miss Texas for a while. No, I, well, like I said, he was dating her on Instagram. Yeah. I don't know that that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't think it was serious or anything, but, like. Yeah. So. But it was public, is all I was saying. Like, he hasn't even yeah. had any public relationships, regardless no, yeah. of whether or not he's been dating anybody. Right. I don't really have an opinion on who has the best tattoos on the team, because, honestly, I don't really, like, I've I've not really seen close-up pictures of anybody's. Most hockey players get bad tattoos. That's where I'm at. I don't particularly love most of their tattoos. So I, unless a tattoo is actually like legitimately bad, like a stupid like stickman tattoo, I or like eyes on your knees, eyes on your knees, eyes on your knees is weird. I have a hard time saying bad when it relates to somebody else's personal body art because it obviously means something to them. And so, that's like, very fair. But I will say it's not my, like, I I right. don't like most of those tattoos. I personally I do not like most of those tattoos. They can have whatever that's meaningful to them, but I don't have to find it attractive. I And I'm not saying that you do. I just like that. The only hesitation I have is calling them bad. Yeah. That's my only hesitation. So I'm there. None, none that I have seen are to my taste either um 
I will tell you that I do very much love Brent Burns's um, Harry Potter five. Yep. Yep. That's a good one. That's generally always going to like filter to the top of being my favorite tattoo on any hockey player. But honestly, like, I don't really know that I've seen good pictures of anybody else's. Yeah. The only ones I've really seen are Jamie and Tyler's. Jamie and Tyler's. Yeah, that's really it. So, yeah. uh, and unless somebody else has something really cool that I just don't know about right now, like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> of the two, I probably like Jamie's better than Tyler's, but like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I was with him until he got the eyes on his knees. I can't. He has eyes on his knees? Yeah, dude. That's... Jamie Ben has eyes on his knees. Yes. Yes. I'm Googling this now. I have not seen this. I've, it was I've like a never... whole thing when it happened. I can't believe you didn't see it. Or no, did you, I I've bet never... you just blocked it from your memory. No, I literally have never seen I don't, I can't even find pictures of it. I don't know that, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, it's. Since when? Like, I think just this, this past summer. Where are people finding pictures of this? Here, I've got one for you. I mean. I don't know. I can't. I can't with the eye on the knee. I literally, like, I absolutely have never seen this or heard anyone talk about this before. This is literally my first time even hearing a reference wow. to it. I'm shocked. Yeah, nothing. I, that nothing. is the most shocking thing. I know. I have honestly, definitely talked a, about it before. Honestly, honestly, I'm a little hurt that literally <laughs> no one in my life thought to tell me. I am 99% sure we have talked about no, the eye on the knee. No, 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 Carolyn, we haven't because I would remember this. I don't know. There is no know. way that you told me about this and I forgot. No, I'm not saying that I told you about it, but I am pretty confident that we have talked about it. No, we haven't because I. this is the first time I've seen it. Okay. I I think you have blocked it from your memory because it's No, that's not the way my mind operates. I don't do that. Like I did I've never heard of this before. Uh well, I think we're going to move on. I I need time to process this. I can't even have an opinion about it right now. <laughs> well, can we have an opinion on who we think the most physically attractive player on the stars is? I mean, for me, it's still always going to be Jamie Ben, even with this eye tattoo. I, but I feel like it's got to be Jason Dickinson now. Jason, too horny for work. Dickinson, calendar shoot. Like he, I feel like he's the new hot on the Dallas Stars. That's why they go for the face. I mean, you are welcome for to that opinion. I, it's not that I don't find Jamie Ben attractive. Even with the eye on his knee. But I feel like as a, just as a, maybe not as a necessarily personal choice, but like, I feel like Jamie or Jason Dickinson is the new hot. Over Tyler Sagan. You know what I mean? Almost. Did you know that Jamie Ben also has an enormous bear on his thigh? I did know that. that He got that years ago. You can see it in the picture. Poking out from under his shorts. No, I'm now I'm looking at all of his tattoos, and there's more pictures. <laughs> I haven't. Seen, I mean, I guess I just haven't been paying attention to his tattoos because I didn't know about the bear either. Yep, yep, yep. That's a real thing. Again, I don't really have opinions right now. We've broken I'm, her. That that's what happened. I we broke you. 
I'm still, I'm still, still in shock, still reeling, still hurt that no one told me. <laughs> but we're just dealing with a lot right now. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm going to finish asking these questions because at some point we got to finish mean, this podcast. I don't know if I can concentrate on these questions anymore. All right. You shouldn't have shown this to me. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Do y'all love anything as much as Jim Nil loves slow veteran players? We're still at this, the final Shantyland question. I mean, my answer is no. I mean, yes, no, obviously. I don't. Uh, no, I absolutely do. <laughs> I absolutely do. I absolutely love Salt more than Jim Nil loves some slow veteran players. I mean, he loves slow veteran players, but he also signed Miro Heiskanen and, you know, Dennis Gurionov and Ruth Hans. So, like, clearly it's not just that. That's But, like, true. you find me something in my life that is not touched by Salt. Find it. That's true. I would say I love Indian food as much as Jim Nil loves slow veteran players, because especially with the criteria you just laid out there with, he really loves a slow Indi- his slow veteran players, but he also likes other things. Indian food is my number one go-to, but doesn't mean I won't eat Mexican. Mm-hmm. All right. Captain mm-hmm. Celery asks, Bruce Boudreau? More of an off-season question, but still. Wait, for the stars? Yeah, I think that's what he's asking. No thanks. I see. I think it's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to waste another year of Jamie Ben's life. Yes, yes, maybe we'll find out. And last question: Celebrity chef slash sous chef for your fantasy dinner party. Massimo Batura slash Michel Roux Jr. For me, is what his his choice is. That was his choices. Uh, my apologies to everyone involved in this question, but I don't have a favorite celebrity chef. I am going to take a cop out because I saw this question right before I put the thing on, or put the doc together. I want to go back to like the 90s, speaking of nostalgia TV. I want to be a celebrity judge on the original Iron Chef. The Japanese Iron Chef. That sounds like my perfect dinner party. Did you ever watch the Japanese Iron Chef? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit was bomb. Yes, it was fun. I would love I that. I enjoyed it. I would love that. That would be the absolute ideal dining experience. Except if the secret ingredient was seafood, which it was a lot of the time on the Japanese version of Iron Chef. So maybe I should be on the American version of Iron Chef, but that's just way less fun. Yeah, I don't think I could do the Japanese version. Um, I mean, I could <laughs> I could do any of the Iron Chefs. Not, uh, to be, but I not to be a chef, but to be a judge. I wouldn't want to be fed the food that... Oh. I, w- I don't want to be fed fish. Yeah, me neither. So, and I'm not saying that, like, people who eat fish are gross. I'm saying it's just not to my personal taste. Maybe if we just wrote that we had, like, a seafood allergy. But it's our fantasy dinner party. What if we they just didn't serve us fish? Well, if they did, just didn't serve us fish, then... I don't know. I kind of want to do one of those, like, the ones with the three normal-ass people doing food. <laughs> You know, like, yes. the guy that's, like, from New York and, like, what's that one? Where the guy that's, like, there's the three chefs and they're competing and all the ingredients are in a basket. Chopped. Chopped. That's what I want. They are chefs. Wanted... They are chefs, though. 
Yeah, okay. well, I mean, sometimes. And sometimes it's like, this is the guy that, like, cooks the meals in the firehouse. That's true. That's true. They do have special episodes where they're not chefs. Like, traditional chefs. Oh, I thought that was, that was all, I thought that was a point of chop. No, no, chopped. I thought is, they were all just, like, people who. Mm-mm. Most of chopped are chefs, but they do a lot of special episodes. So, like, they did, like, a military episode, so it'd be, like, the chefs of, you know, whatever units. One oh, marine, one army. I feel army. like then, literally, I have only ever seen the episodes where they're not chefs. I mean, they're, I they're not uncommon. I didn't know it was a show about chefs. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it started as, anyway. I legit did not know that. I thought it was like, <laughs> these are normal-ass people who also cook. The first time you said that, I thought you were talking about worst chefs in America. <laughs> oh, or like, nailed it. <laughs> yes, that is the fantasy dinner party experience. I just want to get nailed it. I just want to hang out with Nicole. I just want to hang out with Nicole. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I legit thought Chopped was a show about normal people. Normal people who like cook for their firehouse, but you know, I mean, legitimately, I did not, I did not know that that was actually a show. You have learned a lot on this episode. On this episode, honestly, I, I'm not really happy about it. <laughs> I, I, I really would love to have a time machine to go back in time and tell you to not tell me any of this. I mean, not chopped is fine. It's whatever. I, I feel like I have dark web knowledge about Jamie Ben that I didn't want. And that's all we have for you today. No, god damn it. I need you to acknowledge that you have broken something. <laughs> the last shred of Marin's humanity is slowly slipping I, away. I just don't understand if you truly understand how, like, angry I am right now. I don't! Not at, I, not at you. Just at the universe in general. Oh. And today's tomorrow's Super Tuesday. Yay! <laughs> it's only going downhill from here, friends. Uh, the only good news I have about tomorrow is that instead of watching results pour in, I'm probably going to be hanging out with my nephews. Hey! So, you know. Try and get them to watch She-Ra again. I, I'm actually trying to get them to watch Transformers now. Oh, nice. Sweet. They would like it. I just don't feel like they're so hung up on Power Rangers right now. It's hard to get them to do anything else. Like, all they want to do is fucking watch the same episodes of Power Rangers over and over and over again. I mean, I was the same way when I was their age, so... I never got into Power I Rangers. So I was way... Rangers. Like, it was after me, and I never went back. I was, I was so into Power Rangers. <sighs> anyway, yeah. you can follow us on social media. I'm at Classlicity. My favorite ranger was the Yellow Ranger. I'm at Marinish, and my favorite of the Voltron Paladins is Keith. And you can... No, it's Pidge! I'm kidding. (laughs) And you can follow our official Twitter at DeepHeartHockey, and you can email us if you have strong opinions on Power Rangers or Voltron. Uh, Actually, it might be Hunk. At DeepHeartHockey at Yeah, it's all of them. It's all of them. (laughs) Um, But secretly, it's Pidge. Uh, It's... uh, You can also go to our, our blog at deepheartedhockey.wordpress.com where at some point I will tell you which lion each of the stars would be a paladin for. Bye! Damn, I am actually gonna do that! <laughs> Wait, so when you say that your favorite was, which which ranger was your favorite? Yellow, Trini. 
But okay, so from which iteration? Because I it recently learned there's like cast. a million original okay. cast was my cast. I aged out of it once we kind of moved into like um, Aisha and. See, I still don't know what you're talking about. My nephews love the Dino Thunder or the Dino Charger. That's both way, of them. way beyond me. Okay, actually, well, I don't what know if it's way beyond me. There was a dinosaur thing, but I think Dino Thunder is not the dinosaurs that I saw. Whatever. There's a lot of Power Rangers. Yes. There are too many Power Rangers. <laughs> okay. Bye for real, though. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Get out of here, you fool. Stop listening.